Everything in the middle is pretty shitty, but it's pretty good shit. You have absorbed every glorious minute, didn't you? Seeped into my pores and no. You said maybe fake? Do you think they trained a bird to do this? Maybe. Sad and pathetic and awesome. It was a massive floppy thing. And I'm like, okay, well, now I'm back in. Damn it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that says a new Star Wars movie every year might not be enough. I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> How are we doing tonight, sir? Um, doing well. I am doing quite well. <laughs> it's, um, it's sunny down here in Florida right now, and so the audio might sound a little bit different for the listeners, but uh, fear not. Uh, drink in hand, all is well. I agree. Wish I could get rid of this little Skype connection thing. It's like blocking your face. It's like your bottom half of your face is censored. That's what I'm looking at right now. Oh. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, okay. Uh, uh, what is your drink of choice tonight, sir? Well, tonight, <clears throat> funny you should ask, I'm winding down with a tasty... Uh, tasty beverage called Lord Calvert. Can it, <laughs> oh, can he's it, reared, reared his Canadian head before. Oh, yes. It's Canadian whiskey made in St. Louis, Missouri, I guess. So, <laughs> mm. But I've got about one more glass of that, and then I'm going to move on to bigger, better things in Inverhouse. Oh, Iverhouse. Iverhouse, yes. Iverhouse, Inverhouse, whatever. It's green and it's plaid and it's good. It's green, plaid, and in plastic. <laughs> oh wow! I don't think I've ever seen the plastic ball. Oh yeah, I've got the I've got the plastic handle here, so we're we're ready. Well, to I'm I'm into Clan McGregor. I haven't got that in quite a while, so I thought oh, I'm gonna grab that one again. But more importantly, is not what I'm drinking so much as what I'm drinking it in, and yes. that would be my beautiful copper mug. I guess this yeah. is a thing. People have I've only recently found out about it, and it's made for cocktails. I don't know. It's copper. It keeps shit cold. Therefore, it's awesome. Nice. Mm. The only problem is that the bottom is reflective, so when you take a big drink, you can see your ugly mug staring back at you, and the, the, the shame just washes over you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, whoever designed that millionaire, maybe? Well, if everybody buys the cup for what these things retail for, good lord! I was I was yeah. glad I found it at a surplus store. Uh, may I? Because I, so I could justify actually getting one, and now it's mine. Ha ha! Well, and now you know what to get me for Christmas. Indeed, I probably will. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, a picture of my cop, copper mug. A picture of you drinking out of the uh, copper framed, of course. Yeah, framed, giant. It's a poster as long, size. As long as the frame comes from like the dollar store, then I'm we're yeah. good. <laughs> then, then yes. perfect. It will, and we'll say "movie freaks" on it, and just me smiling with the copper mug. <laughs> Excellent, perfect. perfect. All right, and with that, uh, let's move into the roulette, where we dive into the ocean of Netflix in the hopes of finding those gems in the rough and sharing them with you. Last week it was Kickboxer Vengeance up against I Am a Serial Killer, and... Dang it, let's forget. Oh, it's my turn to go first? Um, that's, that's boring. Yes, it is. Okay. It's part of the routine. I always forget to check this, and I have to mark it down. 
Okay, Kickboxer Vengeance. Oh, we're, I mean, I said before, I've watched more kickboxer movies than the people that have made kickboxers, so we might as well just keep right on this train. And um, I also said last week that it better have a dance scene or I'm going to give it a thumbs down. This movie was not what I was expecting at all. Okay. I am definitely giving this movie a thumbs up. Oh. And you should definitely watch it. Really? I very much enjoyed this movie. Do you remember, I don't remember the year, but there was a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie in the 80s that came out that was called Kickboxer. Do you remember this film? I do, and I actually loved that movie. Then you will like this movie. This is a remake of Kickboxer, the original Kickboxer. It's the same story. Um, oh, okay. I did, yeah, okay. it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same, except in uh, <laughs> this is where it gets fun. It knows exactly what it is. And it knows exactly what made the 80s version Cheeseball Fest great. And so it does that again, but it, it plays with it. And Van Damme is in this movie. He plays the teacher guy instead of the student this time. He plays the master. Okay. And, you know, the bad guy in that one was Tong Po, Tong Po, Tong Po, uh, with the, the squirrely braid out at the top of his head. Uh, that is that role is now played by Groot. Who Groot? Or not what? Not Groot. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> the assassin, the assassin guy with Groot. What's his name? The wrestler. Uh, D- Dave Batista. Yeah, you're the wrestling guy. You know. Yeah, Dave Batista. You're right. Dave Batista. That's exactly what you need in a Tong Po. You need a guy who speaks very little, and is as big as a brick shit house. And he fills the role perfectly. Even has the hair thing coming out of his head. He is the bad guy of the movie. And he is great. He's great in it. This movie rocked. It was so much fun. The only thing that I was upset about was there was no dance scene. And then credits rolled. And the dude just was in a warehouse somewhere all by himself. And they put up a side-by-side of... The 80s movie where Van Damme was doing the dance, and that guy completely reproduced the dance. Really? From the bar scene, from the original bar scene. And they had it side by side with Van Damme in the 80s doing it. And it was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I can't believe that they actually, I I had no idea that this was a, like, is it known that this was a remake of it? Or, because I I just assumed, like. if, If you go to, like. IMDb or wherever and read up on it, then yeah, they say this is a re, they say it's a reboot, but it's a remake. Yeah. Cause it's the same storyline and everything. Oh man, I'm all, all over that. Shit eating grin for the entire runtime. Excellent. I mean, at first when it started off, I was like, what's going on? I mean, they don't remake, remake every single scene, every aspect of it. It, it's, Right from the get-go when it started off with what they were doing, I was like, what? Oh, God, who's this guy? Why? And then I was like, this is very familiar. Why are they Are they just doing kind of the same thing? No, it's all the way through the same thing. The uh, The only part that where I would start to get a negative is in the final fight. It's The beating the guy takes from Batista is... It, it, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, he beats him to death times five. Yeah. And then it's like round three, and you're like, "Give me a frickin' break!" That guy's brains are in his ass. 
There is no way. <laughs> like, he just got pummeled to death. Uh, but it's still, it was like, you know what? They did that in the 80s all the time. Round one, yeah. you're trying to stay with it. Round two, you get your ass kicked. And round three, you come back. Every single one of those 80s movies. The Rockies like movies, yep. The Everyone. Rockies movies. No, not the Rocky movies. The Rockies movies. Yes, the mountains. The, <laughs> yes. the mountains movies. <laughs> the, now, correct me if I'm wrong, was, was it Bloodsport? That did the uh, the Van Dam wrapped up his his uh, his fists and like and he like dipped them in, in the glass, glass or something. Yeah, was that Bloodsport or was I that think Kickboxer? that was Kickboxer because they did that in this movie. But oh, then okay. again, if I could be wrong because this movie knows so much of what it's making fun of emulating that you could be right. It could have been Bloodsport. I wouldn't even know. I I, I get them all mixed up. <laughs> but Van Van Dam is cracking wise through this whole movie and he is hilarious. I mean, I love that man. I love oh, him. Me too. And, and as we know, he can genuinely be funny. The one that we watched the on jungle. a jungle. What was that called? <laughs> the, the jungle movie. Or something yes. in the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Oh, that was great. Mm-hmm. And and he's kind of that guy in this movie. It's I, I it was wonderful. But only if you're a fan of like the original kickboxer and you like get that eighties mentality. I've gone on way too long about this movie. Um thumbs up from me. I am a Excellent. serial killer. Over to you. Okay, um, I've been trying to be very quiet about uh, about this, just like uh, with since the last show because I know that we talked periodically throughout the week. Uh, so I've given no hints at all my thoughts on this movie until now, which is usually a bad sign. <laughs> well, um, I picked this movie last week because of the director Billy O'Brien. Uh, which he made the very, very good cow alien creature mutant thing called Isolation, which I love that movie. Uh, that was his directorial debut, I believe. And so that's the reason I picked this movie, and I am happy to report this is a thumbs up. Uh, and I could oh, tell I could tell within the first five, ten minutes of it I was going to like it because immediately when the movie started, I'm like, oh, this looks different. This doesn't look like your regular Netflix movie. Why is that? So I grabbed my handy-dandy iPhone, and bloop, as I'm watching it, I'm like, aha, shot on 16-millimeter film. That's why this looks good. This was, shot on, this was actually shot on film, and I could tell right away it was shot on film. I loved it. It had a filmic look, and it, made, it made, honestly made it look more expensive. It immediately makes it more expensive, to, in my, at least to my eyes it does. Uh, more legit than, you know, as we've said many, 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 many times about the real slick-looking HD stuff. Um, not knocking HD, but just certain movies play better, especially if you have a lower budget. More, some movies play better actually being shot on film, and this is one of them. Uh, I'm going to keep the plot points pretty vague here because I think that you should watch this, but the IMDb synopsis actually is really good in uh, – in describing what the movie is about, small, small Midwestern town, troubled teen with homicidal tendencies, must hunt down and destroy a possibly supernatural killer while keeping his own inner demons at bay. And that's, that's what this movie is. Um, a small rural town with uh, podunk townspeople that uh, just, uh, just the whole, everything about it, I'm like... That's kind of how certain groups can act, especially to a different yep. someone that's yep. a little bit different and acts a little bit different. And oh, now he's getting bullied. That's about right. Yep, that 
falls into, into the right where my mindset is with this. Um, Christopher Lloyd, by the way, is also in this. And I, honestly, like when I saw him for the first time, I'm like, oh, please don't be just getting a paycheck. Please don't be getting a paycheck. He wasn't. He he did a good job. Very, very good job. Um, this was a very prof- I, to my to in my mind. I think this was a very professionally made movie. It, I this would be one that I think would have played pretty good, like in theaters. Um, it probably wouldn't have been a huge hit, but for a small horror movie, this was good. Uh, very leisurely paced. Very leisurely paced. In fact, I would say that horror takes a very much uh, backseat to small town drama. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got you. Okay, so there's a lot of a lot of slow build up, but I was never bored. I really liked the lead in it. Uh, his name is Max Records. Uh, that that's the guy's name. <laughs> Uh, he sounds like um, a wrestler or a porn star. I don't know which. Yeah. <laughs> well, he actually was – he was the kid in Where the Wild Things Are. Uh, did you ever see that one? Yeah, yeah. He did a good job that movie. I didn't care he for did. the movie, but he did a good I job. I didn't either, but yeah. So that's him. He's only been in a couple movies, but he was really good. And I really genuinely felt bad for this kid because, yes, he does like – he has all the makings of a – a, a possible serial killer just with how they're setting him up and how he's bullied and all that stuff. Um, but then couple that with, Oh, there is, there is an actual serial killer in this town. And he yeah. kind of, because he has those tendencies, he picks up on this Recognizes stuff. It. Yeah. And it's so a, it's like, it's, oh. a, it's like a mini Dexter kind of situation. Uh, you know, I haven't seen that show, but I know what it's about. And honestly, that's probably very accurate. So mm-hmm. Cool. This gets a thumbs up, and just and there's just enough cool effects in it that uh, again, I was in it the whole way through. Uh, but don't go in expecting wall to wall horror, or whatever. It's like I said, very leisurely paced. But I I liked it because the acting was good, story was good, and it was shot in beautiful film. Loved it. <laughs> so that got that gets a thumbs up. Well, that sounds like what the trailer was selling to me. It looked good. So I'll mm-hmm. keep it in the queue. So that would also uh, that would definitely be one to watch during the winter. A very cold, cold atmosphere going on. So cool. a, a good a good winter movie. Okay, okay. Let's sell each other on the next round of movies, and I'm up first. Okay, day 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 mini mini yeah something. In a realm where magic and technology intersect, a shifty, cigar-smoking wizard finds himself in the middle of a war with the powers of hell. And I'm going to watch that movie, probably. Um, next up is Rats. This is your safe pick of the week, and your only safe pick of the week. It's a documentary from, I think this is from Morgan Spurlock. Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. Explore the icky world of rats and witness how their talent surviving in almost any environment has led to catastrophic events throughout history. Sounds perfect for my ongoing documentary passion. Uh, And lastly is one uh, that I'm putting on here purely by request, The Wailing. Breaking every rule of a movie I should offer to Eugene. It is an Asian ghosty horror thing, and it's two and a half hours long. When a mysterious disease leads to chaos and a mountain village, a policeman with an infected daughter consults a powerful shaman. And the only reason I threw it in there is because you 
expressed interest. So, well, yeah. there you go. But and so you got two dodgy long movies, but you got a safe documentary in there. Yep. Okay. So I felt like it was justified. All right. Over to you. Okay. First up for you is the, and I will say this, uh, this is a pinch hitter here because I had actually, uh, Rats was one of the ones that I had selected for you, but you beat me to the punch. So I actually dropped that one and added this one at the last minute. And that would be the, I think it's a Netflix original, uh, Barry. Long before he sought the presidency in Washington, D.C., he was a college kid in New York in search of himself. And this is about our current president, Barack Obama. And uh, watch the trailer. think it looks really good. I agree. Okay. Uh, next up is a movie called Embers. Um, 2015, only an hour and 26 minutes. Survivors of a global epidemic are left without the ability to create memories, forced to to navigate the bleak world by living entirely in the present. That's a really cool premise, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Last but not least is a a movie called Ferocious. Rearing its ugly head again. Yes. Ferocious Planet from 2011. They've achieved history's greatest scientific breakthrough, travel to an alternate universe. But something waits there. Back to you. Yes, CGI from 2011. That's what waits there. Yeah. Yeah. And John Rhys-Davies, apparently. Yes. Okay, I get to go first. Uh, I will take Embers. Hmm. Uh, Barry is already in my queue, and the documentary c- continues, but I- I'll go with Embers. A little bit, at least a little bit risky. Uh, you-, you gave me all three levels of risk here. Okay. Like, none, medium, all. Uh, <laughs> I'll <laughs> well, go with well, medium. Okay, all right. For, uh, what, and... what, it was all? Ferocious Planet? That was like, what? <laughs> I think that's part 27 <laughs> in the Maneater, sci-fi Maneater series. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. I'm good. But but you never know that that one might be the gem. Honestly, I read the synopsis and I'm like, oh, you know what? Screw it. Even if it's bad, I'll go for it. Then I saw John Reese Davies and I was like, nah. <laughs> Every time I see him cashing a paycheck these days, I'm just like, oh God, come on, come yeah. on, Gimli. Yeah, but from but wasn't he in the uh, the, the uh, movie with John Travolta? The, the bald John Travolta with the goatee, the, the action movie. Uh, from oh, Russia. The, where the, the hell was that called? I think I have it on Blu-ray. Russia something? I don't know. Love. And, oh, oh uh, that one. Uh, from Paris with Love? Yes. Was, was he in that? I don't know. I thought you were talking about the one where Travolta takes a subway train hostage. Oh, Pel- taking a Pelham 123? Yeah, the remake. Yeah. I, the original I, taking a Pelham 123 is awesome. It's it's got Quint from Jaws in it as in that Travolta role. Oh, nice! It's, I've never seen that a, one. It's a good seventies thriller. The remake is ugh. Ugh. it's shite. Yes, but, <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. that was a Blu-ray I picked up for a buck or two. It was like, oh, I'll check this out. The original was great, and then yeah, yeah. I think Travolta says he's trying to break Goodfellas' record for the f-word in a movie. It's like so unnatural the way that he swears. I remember movie. that. Yep, that was not a good movie at all. Yeah. I should watch that again. Um, okay, over to you. What do you pick? <laughs> Time to reevaluate. Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to go with Rats. I was going to go with The Wailing for sure, and then when you threw Rats my way, I'm like, oh, I really want to see that. I like this guy's documentaries, and that subject matter, icky rats and whatnot. I'm like, yep, that's, that's all me. Especially oh, that's a rock-solid pick. I, I That was probably next on my 
documentary trek. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll plow through some documentaries tonight. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, that was probably next up on my on my queue. Okay. So I don't blame you at all, but between the only problem with uh, that I felt a little guilty about Daemonium or however you yeah. say that stupid word is the runtime hour 50. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like, you know what? You're getting a rock solid Spurlock thing. So yeah. you just you take, especially with that movie. Like all it would take is the first five minutes of watching it and you'll know if it's going to be yeah. uh tripe and more than likely it would be. And then you're stuck for another two hours of, of tripey and traily, just horrible CGI and yes, <laughs> pass. I'm good. <laughs> okay, that'll do it. Next week uh, will be embers up against rats, and that should do it for the roulette. Now tonight we're going to do um, just a really big kind of review show. Since the last couple episodes we were doing the Disney December thing and top ten lists, and that makes us hurry. I, I like to be have a little more of a relaxed show. So we're going to be uh, relaxed tonight and catch up on our recently watched. And if we have time at the end, we'll do a rabbit trail of something or other. But uh, we'll see. And once again, I got to go first. Dang it. Okay. Um. Do you want to? Let's do two first. Okay. I'll I'll do two. You do two. We'll just kind of rock it back and forth like that. Unless I'm. Do you have tons? Um. I got three rounds of that. I've got actually. Yeah. I've. I mean. I've got. I've got a nice amount depending on how long we want to go with that. Some of them I don't need to talk about it all because some of them are Disney or some of them are Christmas movies that I've reviewed last year this okay. time. So yeah. I, I yeah, can, you can, yeah, you can skip that. It's not yeah. that we can't ever revisit things, but it's just, yeah, yeah. we do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but the, my, okay. and I, yeah. Okay. Yep. I'll okay. do two. We'll okay. just do two and two like that. That should work out pretty good. Okay. Now these first two docs that I'm going to talk about, they're uh, actually, I had them down to talk about last week and I wanted to put them off because as we were getting, you know, that to that point in the show, hold on that point in the show. Yes. Ah. That point in the show. I, I was like, nah, I, cause he's, I, I don't want to say that the, they're more serious docs, but I wanted to actually communicate something that wasn't. <laughs> um, now, as far as I know, these docs are not actually related in any way by makers or anything. I haven't really looked into it, but I don't think they are. Uh, but I found interesting connections between both of these documentaries, namely the time period that they're talking about. And the uh, well, I'll get into it. The first one is called Stretch and Bobito, Radio That Changed Lives. And this is a documentary about a underground or independent radio station that these two guys a radio show that these two guys did in New York at, from kind of like the late eighties to the, uh, through the, about the mid nineties when rap really brew, uh, hip hop really blew up okay. and they were the only kind of underground radio show that was playing them. You have got to see this documentary. You would love it. This is the rap that you and I listened to. This is the rap that made rap, cool and then you know the show ends about the time rap stopped being cool for me and you okay oh yes yep yeah. <laughs> which would have um, been which would have been uh, mid mid to late 90s right that's, in that ballpark. Yep, i was waiting to see what yep and the amount of people that listened to this show and recorded it every single night that they were on 
it, it's amazing. The show went for, I think, oh, see now it's been a couple weeks since I watched it. It went from like, uh, midnight to 5 a.m. and they let them swear and do whatever they want. So I don't think it was a, a legit radio station. I think it was kind of a, I don't know. It was, it was a weird time in radio too where it what didn't have as much regulation as it does now. Okay. They don't touch on that too much. So I, I'm not sure. It was, I think they were kind of a gray area. At any rate, I, I'd never heard of them before. The Stretch and Bobito. It's just two DJs that loved rap and hip hop and would bring these guys in before they were ever signed. And they have vi- tons of video footage of these guys in there rapping live on the air uh, before they were ever signed. I mean, some of the biggest names in rap. It's amazing. You will, you will dig this. This okay. is your slice of, of time. Uh, you'll dig it. Okay. Next up, Glory Days, The Life and Times of Michael Eilig. Had no idea what this was about. Just the synopsis was kind of interesting. This crazy guy and, and he was crazy and some people got murdered and something about clubs in New York. Okay. The time frame of this movie is from the late eighties to about the mid nineties. Once again, the exact same time period in New York City. And it's about the way the club scene changed drastically at that time and the, uh, the way that art was changing. It's, it, it very much mirrored a lot of the things they talked about in the, um, rap radio doc, but also had nothing to do with it. You know what I'm talking about? Does that make yes, sense? it does. Yep. I got gotcha. you. So here we have a movie that's basically about this, this, uh, gay kid from Wisconsin or somewhere, wherever, somewhere not New York City who bounces into New York City and is like, oh, okay, so it's not a big deal that I'm gay and like flamboyant and everybody's like, no, rocket. And they turn it into this whole thing called, uh, club kids, which is this whole kind of, kind of like a fad where it's like dress up and act crazy. You know what I mean? I guess that'd be the best way to describe it. So they kind of took over the club scene and would wear these outrageous costumes. And it's very kind of hard to explain, but he kind of went up through these ranks of popularity and kind of became a promoter for club events to the point where he was running his own clubs, multiple clubs every day of the week. It's wildest parties that you've ever seen. And they're showing Times Square before Giuliani cleaned it up. Like okay. right in that time period where Giuliani started coming in and cleaning things up, that was one of the things he was cracking down on was these club kids and just crazy rampant drug use and partying and people are dying in the gutter. And yeah, another documentary, you would enjoy this documentary. Oh yeah. I, I feel completely confident recommending it to you. Yeah. I, I have talked about the deuce time and time again. I've talked about that, that, section at least a certain section of new york city that i wish that i could have visited just one day uh, which is that area that is now uh the uh disneyfied basically yeah. i would have loved and to this, see it and they talk about the this covers kind of the transition of that dying into what it is now yeah it doesn't i, sh- I should clarify it doesn't focus on that that's not the like the deuce isn't the focus of this documentary. Mm-hmm. It's about the club scene and this changing underground gay raves. It, it very uh, much about homosexual partying and lifestyle styles and stuff. But it was fascinating. I, I was, I, it was great. You would like it. Now, did they talk about any of the bars there? Like, are are there any that are still up and operating? Boy, I don't know because they were all being so crazy and doing such wild and crazy stuff that I can't imagine. And there's also a revolt, kind of a revolving door, at least in my mind, with with the club scenes. Every now and then, one's got to shut down, and 
something new has to pop up in its place with just a makeover, and uh, now this is what's hot. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just the way that I perceive it. it. It's no longer Club 52 changing into, oh, we're having a club in a church, and, and now it's like, I don't know, twirly mustache hipster bar. I don't, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. they have to change the shit all the... It, it's, it can't still be a discotheque from the 70s and be existing now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds right up my alley. I, right up my alley. I'd love to watch that. Here's another thing, too. If you do, and you will watch these, I would watch them very close together. Because I did, and it was just total happenstance that I that I did. There was no connecting theme for me. I just, oh, this looks cool too. Yeah. And I could not believe how it felt like I just started another documentary of the exact same time frame, just in a different part of the city. It it was a great doubleheader. That's cool. Oh yeah, that's that's a definite for me. I'll report back on those later. Good. Uh, okay. I've blabbed on long enough on some serious movies. I've got, trust me, I've got some fun stuff in here. The rest okay. is pretty well fun. So back to you. Okay. Uh, I was going to go with one particular movie that I wanted to hit on pretty early on, but I want to save that one for the next round. I think I want to get these two out of the way real quick. Uh, I actually watched the other two roulette movies that you threw my way because they oh. sounded really good. Cause especially the, the monster, uh, the, uh, I don't even remember now what that was. Uh, Breaking a Monster, the documentary about the uh, the three young kids. Oh, I, I watched that today. Okay. So uh, that one and then the uh, – let's uh, – what was the other one called? Um, I forgot it already because it's a piece of Hold shit. Um, let's be evil. <laughs> let's be evil. Yeah. But I did warn you about that one. Yes. Uh, zero – I gave that zero stars, by the way. Zero. Okay. <laughs> I, I hated that movie. I hated it. That's – so okay. So that's basically – uh, someone with an HD camera. They're in someone's. Where? I told you to watch the trailer before you watch the movie. Uh, you probably wouldn't have wasted your time if you'd watched the trailer. I know. And they're in someone's warehouse. And they, uh, uh-huh. I, I think I said that uh, yeah. when I was selling it to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and these kids wear these glasses, kind of like the Jerusalem plot thing, except it's not cool like that. It's. It's they've taken that aspect of it, and then let's put a little bit of Resident Evil in here with a possibly sinister, uh, intelligent life form, computery thing that that's explaining things of what's going on in this warehouse with kids for some reason as an experimenty thing, and then they run around the hallways for a while trying to get out because something Mm -hmm. for an hour and 15 minutes also known as four hours (laughs) and i and you absorbed every glorious minute and seeped into my pores and oh oh, (laughs) awful awful it was it was terrible um okay enough about that movie terrible uh and then like I said, I watched yeah, Breaking a Monster. Let's Breaking get into a Monster. That. Now, this one here, is, I'm glad that you watched it because I'm curious where you came out on this because I <laughs> did. I didn't much care for this documentary at all. I it was. I gave it two stars out of five, and honestly, I could have gone almost. I, I didn't care one bit about this movie at all. This is uh, three very very talented uh, kids. 11 or 12 years old. They're extremely talented. They're heavy metal musicians. They're uh, three black kids. And they get signed by Sony. And they get this old dude as a promoter. And then that's about it. They 
they play video games a lot and then they bicker with the old guy and then they play a couple shows and nothing really happens and then I get to hear I am a monster over and over and over and over and over and over and over again and the kid works on his vocals eh, I, I did not like this movie uh, I, gave, I gave it two stars because they were talented and that's it this was a boring documentary I wanted to get your opinion first. I, I'm probably going to have a different perspective on this because I was a, a musician in you many were. bands for a long time. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm of two minds about this movie. Did I love it? No. Uh, two stars. I'm When I get down to brass tacks and I probably have to rate it on a five scale, I'll probably go two and a half because I probably won't watch it again. So I'd probably go about 2.5. Okay. I agree with just about everything that you said. You kind of glossed over the stuff with the manager guy that found them. Uh, I hated him. I yeah. hated him with a passion that burns deep within my soul, and he can... Oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. Wow, did I hate that guy so much. Um, screw Sony for giving them such a shitty deal. And you're, yeah. and people are like, shitty deal is a $1.8 million deal. Yeah. Uh, based on the fact that they sell 250000 of their first record. Um do you have any idea how hard that is to do? I think they said Beyonce's last record sold 600,000. Debut of some kids, 250K, before they even get a dime. And then and then every time the kid mentions, when are we going to get some money? And the old man's like, why is it always about money? Got to be about money. Yeah. Uh, because they're out there doing this for free, you old dickhead. That's why. <laughs> yep. I've spent some time around bands that have been into deals like this. And you know what happens? They're asking me, begging me for one dollar so they can buy a draft beer. Yeah, it's it's brutal. The music industry. If you want to know why that I, I really don't even mess with that art anymore, that is why I've seen this shit in action before my very eyes. Yeah, and I'll tell you, once you get to that place, it is it's it's a downfall of of inspiration. You just want to sit at home with your guitar, and I'll record here in my mic and put it up and. Just that's it. Yeah. And screw all these other people. Oh, I, yeah. I, I was pretty angry for most of this thing. Yeah. I, but I, I have to admit, it was not necessarily because of the way it was made. It was just because of the of that guy and Sony. And they're all acting like they're doing them huge favors. They ain't doing them shit. I mean, they're getting their name out there and they're getting to play some big shows and everything. And that's great. That's, you know, yeah. promotion is good too. But all these people are like, oh, your 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 payment is that we promote you for free. Screw that, man. Screw that. That's yeah. garbage. And it's, and for me, I'm I'm watching it with you know, with okay. Is there going to be a big? Is there going to be a big thing that happens? Yeah, that it's like I this? was I was surprised by that too. There was nothing at the end. It no, just was it was like just, it's okay. A, yeah, it's a, that's it. Okay, they they the, the old guy tries to take their their Coca Cola away from him because they're jacked up on shirt. I'm like, I, this is dumb. I come on. Yeah, and like it was like a five or six record deal. Like that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh man, I, I was frustrated with yeah. that. It was like, can't you get somebody to get you a big? Ba- th- this guy is a scam artist. I, I had just totally felt that way. Yeah. What was the other thing you said? Um. Oh, you get to hear I'm a monster over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Yes. Uh, that's what it's like to record an album. You you by the time you are done recording your song in a professional recording studio, you hate your song. Yeah. And now you have to go out and play it for over. twenty years, over and over and over and over and over. And over. It it really is a stupid art form. It really is. <laughs> because, you know, you go out there to, to try and produce something or put it out there and people are like, Freebird, 
you know, play that song that you recorded 40 years ago or whatever. And it's like, man. (sighs) (laughs) And I have, trust me, people, I'm not bragging up my musical career. I have tasted virtually no fame or real (laughs) attention to my anything. I'm not bragging by any sense. I just, (laughs) I've been around it enough to see people that have. Yeah. And to know that. I don't want this. This this is not what I thought it was. Well, I'm glad you watched it because I figured that you'd have a different take on it, or from your viewpoint of being in a band, being in bands. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Okay. And kids, it, what is the name of that band? Uh, Unlocking the truth. Unlocking the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Fire everybody that you're working with. I mean, you guys are all talented, very talented. Uh, get rid of your parents. Demand yeah. emancipation. Emancipation. From your parents, uh, get rid of that manager, um, and try and find somebody that isn't a complete and utter scumbag to work with. I guess I, I, that's all I can say. I yeah, I've blabbed on a ton on your review time. So, anything else you want to say for breaking a monster? No, I'm good. Give me, give me one more. Give okay. Me another review. Okay. So I normally don't do this, but I wanted to chime in on this movie. This is one that I actually had a written review on our Movie Freaks Facebook page, but I did want to chime in on this particular movie on our show as well. Um, and I wanted to, I guess, a little bit of back and forth instead of doing it on my own sideshow, Cinema Soft Underbelly, where this movie fits a lot better actually on that show, but I thought that we might have some good conversation on on a movie like this. You haven't seen it yet, but this type of movie and that is uh, American guinea pig blood shock from uh, from producer Stephen Biro and director Marcus Koch I think is how you pronounce his name or Koch it's K-O-C-H so sorry if I'm butchering your last name but anyway uh, movie was made about a year ago and I've been for the longest time back in the 90s I've I discovered the guinea pig series, the Japanese versions uh, that came out from unearthed films and uh, that uh, at least they released them here in the States, watched them and I was appalled and uh, I'm a horror fiend. So anything that can get a, like take me to that place, that extremely dark place, which does not happen often. uh, I'm like, Oh, I sit up and take notice. Like, okay, this is, this is truly shocking cinema. And those, that series, especially Flower of Flesh and Blood, is right in line with the harshest stuff I've ever seen. And then when I heard that that um, the Stephen Bureau was going to be doing his own series here in the states called American Guinea Pig, I'm like, okay, I have to see this. Well, so the first one was made, which is Bo- Bouquet of Guts and Gore. Uh, I actually talked about that on my own my own show. Yeah. Um, did I talk about that movie on our show? I have a feeling Boy, it's, I have a hard time separating our shows at this point or what you talked where I know you talked about it on your show and it was a yeah. very interesting listen, even for somebody who's not uh, interested in this extremely niche um, kind of sub genre. Yeah. But I, I still was like, I enjoy hearing you talk about it. Yes. I like you tell me about it. I'm not yes. going to watch it, but you tell me about it. <laughs> well, I will say this for this particular movie here, Bloodshock. Um, this was this is a little. I mean, the slightest smidgen more mainstream than uh, than their first one. Uh, having said that, this is the darkest the darkest realms of cinema, in my opinion. And 
there are some bad reviews out there uh, that I had read, and I'm like, uh, is this going to be another one of these shot on video and like that didn't like didn't quite go there like the bouquet one did. And then within the first five minutes or so, I'm like, okay, because I bought the Blu-ray of this. By the way, there uh, unearthed it a, a sale, a Black Friday sale on on uh, their site. So I got this one and I got the bouquet of guts and gore DVD. So I, I got the limited edition Blu-ray popped it in. Wait, wait. Did you just tell me that you bought a DVD? That's the only way you can buy the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I actually purchased a DVD. I probably, I probably the first DVD I have bought in possibly years. Oh yes. It's been years. <laughs> I, I bought one this week, but whatever. <laughs> So anyway, no, that's great. Sorry. Carry okay. On. So I don't want to spend too much time on this because I did a full write up on, on our Facebook page, but, yeah. uh, this, I personally, for me, this movie is legit. Uh, it, it was truly shocking, very low budget, but, uh, it, it can be low budget. It doesn't have to have a big budget to it. They sunk the money into the areas that the budget needed to be sunk into mainly the special effects, which are phenomenal. Uh, I love seeing great practical effects work, and this is some great effects work. And I don't want to get into the everything that goes on in this movie because it is really disgusting. But basically, a guy is in a hospital, a makeshift hospital, and he is periodically tortured by a doctor and the interns for a reason or other, which I'll leave to the viewer's imagination. Or if you want to buy the Blu-ray or DVD, it's available. But... Um, I actually really get a kick out of why they're being, this is not just, Hey, let's just torture people because there's actually a reason for it, a logic kind of behind it, which I, I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but the effects work even in black and white, the whole thing is in black and white other than the very end are really, really convincing. Uh, now, now for someone like myself who is uh, this one, it's not impossible that I might watch this one. The other ones that you talked about, eh, I'm good. Um, but for those of you that don't know me, I, I do watch the vast majority of cinema. I, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> it's just this, this is the one little pocket where I'm like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. Or that, what was that other one that came out? A Siberian. No, oh, Siber- uh, uh, Serbian film, a Serbian film. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard about the content in that film. I, I researched it. I don't need to see that. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, and I think this kind of falls into that same kind of category but with your review on this one it almost sounded like a human centipede two except times two is are we getting in the ballpark or oh, it's 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 and seriously that would be the closest thing i would compare this to would be human centipede two which i really liked that movie uh it's this an is, extremely effective film yes uh this is worlds better than i did not like serbian film at all i thought that was that was like that almost went to, we're shocking you, we're shocking you, so watch this. And it wasn't shocking to me. It was, I thought it was fairly stupid. This yeah. one here, on the other hand, it's something about it. It was, maybe it's the black and white, which in my review, I actually said, I wish that on the Blu-ray they would have included a color version just so that you could have seen the great effects work. But I will say that the movie plays out really, really good in black and white with what's going on. It, it works good. Um, the music, which is not really music, it's more scraping industrial. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Just these weird screeching noises that go through the whole thing. 
and the whole way through, it keeps amping it's, it's up. Like a, it's like a Bjork album. Yes, there you go. Yes. <laughs> Bjork shock. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, good movie. It, this is a good movie. It's, it's, it's not one for everybody, but it's rare that I watch a, a low-budget independent movie that not, not only shocks me but is fairly well-made. And that, this one was fairly well-made. And that how they slowly but surely keep ramping up the tension in the movie to where – Right when it gets to the breaking point, which is the last 10 minutes, and uh, spoiler or not, I don't know, but it, the movie turns to color in the last 10 minutes. For what reason, I don't know, but it works. It would well, be it, shocking as hell after watching the, yes. so much of it to be black and white and maybe wanting it to be color, like you said. And, and then the and end is suddenly, color. Yeah, then at the end, you get it. It's a, a full uh, immersion, you know? And let me tell you what, that last 10 minutes is just brutal i'm like oh my lord and i'm like oh and there's like nine inch nailsy type music and oh good lord and by the time it was done i'm like this is this is effective extreme cinema and i i commend everybody involved special effects artists musicians the actors it again it's it's very much for a specific group of people. This is, this is the farthest thing from mainstream, but I applaud that there is a group of people out there that are making these movies and just, this is what we want to show. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what well, anybody thinks we're going to make audience, it. I mean, obviously there's an audience for it. They've made what five, uh, even if it's a, a Japanese and American line, there's five, six, seven. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's a couple of people that yeah. want to watch this. And uh, the the first one actually had um, – oh, what's the guy's name? You've actually watched a couple of his movies or uh, – uh, bear with me here just one second. Let me pull up his name. He's one of the quote-unquote actors in the Bouquet of Guts and Gore movie. Let me find his name here. You can cut some – Jim Van Bieber. Does that name at all ring a bell? He directed uh, – just, just, just Justin's dad? <laughs> Deadbeat at Dawn, which you and I watched at Ned and Greg's house one time years and years ago. It's this these gangs and they're fighting each other. And in I the have end, no recollection. I know. Yeah, we were. I'm sure we were hammered. Recollection of that. Oh, yeah. I stuttered. Drink. And, yeah, and he also made the. Uh, I stuttered. Drink. Oh, oh, ah. hey. Um, Come on, he, keep he, up. Keep up. He also. Yeah, made I don't remember that. So I'm sure it was a great fun time. Oh yes, it was of course, and he made the Manson Family, which is another another one that I would probably say would fall under this type of cinema. That movie is extremely effective. Uh, in in that's about Charles Manson. Yeah. So anyway, um, I don't want to spend I don't want to spend too much time on it because I did the write up on our page, but I did want to give props to whenever a movie can really get to me, and it is. It is very rare that when the movie is done and the credits are rolling, especially the credits on this one here, which I loved the end credits on this one, very much similar to a French style. I, it's something about it. I'm like, this works, and it's just, just this is just unnerving, and I can't wait to watch this again, which is sad and pathetic and awesome. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Oh, I love this stuff. It's so rare that I get to see something that I thoroughly like. Oh, that's thoroughly disgusting, and so I'm going to watch that one again. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I'm, now I feel like everything I'm going to talk about is mainstream and snore fest, but we'll, we'll see. 
<clears throat> excuse me, Black Mirror Season 3 I finally finished up. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I uh, took a little break on the last two episodes because elections happened. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to watch anything kind of depressing about the future, but uh, the time <laughs> has passed and I'm happy now, so let's depress my ass about the future. And apparently, uh, in Season 3, Black Mirror decided that our entire future is going to be dependent upon social media. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they had a lot of episodes this season about that were very focused on social media. I mean, I, I would have to bring up the episode list to go through it all again because it took me, a, you know, two months to get through it. But it's a great show. All Every episode is great. It's just it's hard to watch this. I mean, because it's kind of depressing a little yeah. bit. Like, they're, they're all kind of dystopic view, visions of the future. They're not happy. And I, I got to say, especially after this election, I feel better about our world that it's not going to turn into the um the one with Ron Howard's daughter where everybody was giving her thumbs down and rating her oh, bad. Oh, nosedive. Yeah, I I feel better that our world is not going to turn into that. I I really do. I I think people are going to start cracking down on this kind of like fuck social media. I hope. To I think I think it's already starting to happen where they're not necessarily saying fuck it, but they're sort of saying, let's not give this shit much, much credence. Okay. Yeah. Just, it's, it's a dumb little thing. Yeah. That was my least favorite episode, by the way, was that one. Yeah. I hated it. I yeah, hated it. That was but, not good. But not because it wasn't well made because of what it Im- implied and what it was saying. I yeah. was like, no, God, no, that would be hell. Uh, so anyway, I, what would be my favorite episode? Boy, I need to, bring up the episode list. Maybe I've, I'll I've got them in front of me right now. You, I, okay. You know what? Screw it. Give me the breakdown real quick of each episode. Okay. Just the, uh, second one was Playtest, which was uh, the about the video, the gaming system. Uh, American Traveler. Oh, short on, yeah. Yeah, that was creepy and kind of cool, but it, that was, yeah. All right. Next. Uh, next one was Shut Up and Dance. Oh, the Shut Up and Dance was so good. That was the one with the kid that gets busted uh, jerking off uh, with Oh, that was really good. Yeah, that was really creepy. For yes. the, uh, they had me for most of that episode. Yep. I was like, come on, kid. What's your problem? Exactly. And I was like, oh. Yep, that was great. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, here's my favorite one. This is my personal favorite one of this. Almost the entire, uh, all three seasons is San, Junip- uh, San Junipero. I loved that one. That was a very good one, but I, I didn't feel like it had a strong enough conclusion. They just kind of left it hanging, like, yes, right in the machine. Yeah, and I, I liked the fact that of all of these, like you said, this is a kind of a dark show. That one there had a little bit more of a positive spin on things. Yeah. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it. That, that was a thumbs up. Yeah, and then the last one was, oh, no, not the last one. The next one was uh, Men Against Fire, which is the future soldiers that are uh, protecting. Yeah, and, and I saw that one coming, that, yeah. that twist coming. Yeah, like, was right good. from the get-go, I was like, oh, I know what you're doing. Yeah, that was... That was dark stuff. Uh, last one was Hated in the Nation. That was about the um, the little flies. The, uh, the Now that one I really did enjoy. That was cool because it was it took a more sci-fi yes. uh, angle and it was less about societal malfunctions, if yeah. you will. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes. I liked that one. Yep. That was far more like a movie. Just It was, actually. Isn't yeah. this crazy? Yeah, the, my, the only one that I that I really I didn't hate it, but the only one that I really meh was that nosedive one, the first one with the social media stuff. I'm like, it, it was, the the premise was kind of cool, 
But by the time that was over, I'm like, nah, no, I'm good. No, thanks. Yeah, I flat out hated that one, mostly because I wanted everybody in it to die. Yeah, so. I, and, and I didn't like her. I didn't like anybody in, the, in that episode at all. Yeah. And even her resolution I didn't like. I, meh. Yeah. In my opinion, though, that show still has not topped its first episode. Oh, man, that was so, the, the big one, that, right? That was the big, yeah. That, that, <laughs> I watched that, and I was like, that's what we're doing with TV now? I'm in. I am in. That's, <laughs> and the funny part is now, I just got done watching three seasons of the god-awful Penny Dreadful show, uh-huh. and uh, the guy that plays Frankenstein in it is great. Uh, it, that whole side arc is great. I'm not going to review Penny Dreadful, but uh, that was the politician. Oh the really? Politician, the politician of that episode, I, I could be wrong, but I'm 99% sure what is Frankenstein in the Penny Dreadful show. So every time I see him, I'm like, eh, he did that. I want to say that they actually reference, they do, I know that they, they reference some of their previous shows on season three. And I believe that they, they made mention of, I want to say that it was actually in Hated in the Nation. They made mention of that incident. But oh, there really? are, yes, there are things throughout the other two seasons that are almost like, everything is kind of in its own universe. Uh, maybe I, I feel like I've watched them so separated that yes. I can't remember all the details of everything. Yeah. I do know that, you know, cause it's the kind of thing I will watch again, but there are certain episodes that I'm good. I'm, I'm good on that one. Mm. And I yeah. feel like they've gotten a little bit away from some of the horror and darker elements. I agree. I, you know, yep, which I, I wish they'd kind of get back to that. Be more, of that disturbing nature where the, the pig one, the uh, girl that relives her day every day, like an execution. Oh, that was great. That one is so dark and yes. hardcore. Like, yeah. The, wow. the shut up and dance one though. I, the resolution to that one there, that got dark. I, I really dug that. Which one, one was that again? That's, I the titles are just, oh, that's, a, that's the teenager that gets busted. And then he has yeah, to go through a series yeah, of that was dark. One. That was yeah. good. Great show. I, I really, really like that show. That's my type yeah. of, Overall, I'm not going to complain about it. Keep doing what you're doing. Yep, agree. Even even if an episode or two here, I'm like, meh. Yeah. It's still a thumbs up. Okay, next up for me is Spectral. Mm, I mumbled my way through that one. Sort of reviewed that one last week, basically calling it a Michael Bay joint. It's a Michael Bay movie. Michael Bay, Michael Bay, Michael Uh, Bay. I'm going to... I kind of get where you're coming from with that. Um, It's a military-themed kind of action movie, but... I didn't. I didn't see much Michael Bay in it, other than that. I mean, no douchey camera angles where it's low and swirling as the music (laughs) swells. No thousand cut action scenes. You know, it's it's not a Michael Bay joint. If you want to call it a, it's in love with its military action. Okay, I I see what you're going with there. Maybe The Rock or uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, the the movie that I want to most compare this to though is uh in a cgi animated film called final fantasy the spirits within do you remember that movie oh yes i do it has a lot in common with that film and a lot of people didn't like that movie when it came out and i was sort of eh on it and then i rewatched it a time or two and yeah as with the horror freak who watches a shitty movie uh, and his score gets better. The animation freak watches a dicey movie and his score gets better and better. <laughs> yep. I now own it on Blu-ray. I haven't watched the Blu-ray yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. That's going to happen really soon. But in um, that Final Fantasy Spirits Within, there there's this unknown outside threat, and it's a spirity-looking form that you can't really see unless you put uh, 
some kind of chemical shit in the air, and then you can see them, and they look ghosty, and if they pass through you, they take your spirit, and you're dead. And the exact same thing happens in the film Spectral. The, yeah, interesting, it's a yeah. Live, it's a live-action kind of reimagining of that film. The reasoning behind it is different, and it makes sense that it is different, because in Spirits Within, that was kind of a worldwide, with... um other worlds being involved, gigantic, massive, budgeted kind of thing, whereas this is a Netflix original, so they kind of contain it to a city, and a... I'm choosing my words carefully here. A smaller kind of idea and situation instead of worlds upon worlds. Uh, and I quite enjoyed this. This is another Netflix borderline home run. The only thing that really holds it back for me is that they did this before. Yeah. This is directly taking from that movie. But it is very near a home run. This was I had a blast with this movie. This was great. Did you um, did, did you think that this could have got a theatrical release cuz the whole way through I'm like, this, this feels very absolutely. Yeah. I've watched more shitty sci-fi movies in February than this than I can count. Yeah. In the theater. What was that one with uh, just last last year? Or, or or two year, two years ago, the guy that made the 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 Russian guy that made the, the vampire the movies. dark hours or the, the day no the darkest hours no uh, we did this last episode I know bless it <laughs> the dayest nights and the nightest yeah, days this, whatever the hell it was called yeah. it was <sighs> he made a movie with. Shit, was it invisible things attacking people as well? Yes, it was. Did I stumble upon the same damn thing? Yeah, I, I never watched movie, the movie because of your review. That movie sucked. It was bad. I, but that was one of those February sci-fi releases, or January, February. And it, it's like, it's like, there's a reason you're on the dumping ground. Yeah, your editing sucks, it's bad, it's just, eh, it's rough. Not good. But this... Again, with these Netflix originals, it's like they're solid filmmaking techniques all the way through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if you don't overall care for the film itself, it still was um, a very solid execution. And that's about, you know, what what, can, what else can you say about it? I mean, the, the special effects, especially in the end when they break into spoiler secret place, I'm not going to say what, and see what is actually going on. It's like, damn. Your special effects are rock solid. Rock solid. Yeah, they were. And no ferocious planet here. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you were able to talk a little bit more about the technical aspects of the movie versus my mumbling through. Wow. That, Michael I'm, Bay. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. And it's something I'm not sure what I'm saying. And uh, that's you know, it was embarrassing. Okay. Uh, no, you're fine. My biggest concern with it along the way was y you better have a conclusion here. Like I need an answer. They, like they were taking a while to get to it. Yeah. And it's like you you better explain what is going on here because if it's still just kind of vague, I don't know what these creatures are that are attacking us. That ain't gonna float with me. And there was a mostly clear definition. Yeah. I'm not gonna say 100 percent because it was sort of. Oh, that's crazy. How do you do that now? The science yeah. doesn't work at all, but uh, the 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 concept was there. So, okay, good enough. Uh, all right. Next round for you. Go ahead, do two, three, well, okay. well, 11, 15. No, we're good. I'm good. Do, right. do two. I Well, that's unacceptable. Drink. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting, I'm starting to get, become a mess. No, I got one good. left. Oh, I I'm... got one left. One round for me. See, I am now into my Inver Iver house. So, 
that has no bearing on anything. I'm just I'm, I'm stating a fact. Um, okay. Yeah, you're turning plaid and green. Yes. Next up is Train to Busan, supposedly one of the best horror movies of the year. Well, according to whom? Yeah, well, uh, I thought reputable sources, and it is a good movie. Uh, it's good. <laughs> it's also two hours of people on a train, and then not on a train, and then back on a train, and then not on a train again, running from zombies in a very World War Z-ish, non-gory sort of way. It's epic, but it's too long. And by epic, I mean it's we're trying to make a big epic movie here, but it didn't need to be epic. It needed to be a lean, mean, 85, 90-minute long runtime instead of overlong, overindulgent, two hours with a really sappy, tacky, lame ending. And for what it's worth, I'm an American. Maybe I don't get South Korean movies as much as the next person does, but maybe this is a South Korean thing, but I hated the ending of this movie. Um, like, this is not, this, this, this is not emotional. It's not, it's annoying. This is annoying me. Um, having said that, there are some truly great action scenes in the movie. It, they, it felt like World War Z on a train. That's kind of what this movie felt like to me. Huh. Um, but not as I liked World War Z better than this. But if it, yeah, basically you get bit or whatever, and you and within seconds you turn into a raving, running zombie. Uh, lots of quick cuts, very little gore. You mean Michael Bayish? Ah, yeah. <laughs> and then the camera spins around the zombie. Let's see. It's Michael. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Quick cuts. It's way too long. Already, this has two points that are more Michael Bay than uh, <laughs> Spectral. Yeah. Oh, and then the camera spins around the zombie as the zombie slow in slow motion kind of looks up at the sky, and then there's a, a bomb blowing up. And it's a, like fireworks, though, not a bomb. It's actually like pretty. Yeah, and then that's three points for Michael Bay. Yes. <laughs> Oh, so anyway, um, but eh, okay, it's, I, I, maybe it's just me. I don't get quite get why this is on top 10 horror movies of the year. Um, I have been seeing that a lot, but I, I, I'll check it out. Don't spoil it for me, but I'll give it a shot. South Korean movies can do that. They, they are maybe the worst offenders of what we've talked about this before, where a, a lot of Asian cinema, where the second act goes on way too long and then we're lost. Yeah. There, there was a middle section there. There were several different scenes that could have been cut entirely and made this more streamlined and much more enjoyable. And I like, hey, I love an epic long movie as much as you know as you do. But I just certain movies play better with a specific runtime, and this felt like it needed to be more hour and a half ish. So yeah. Anyway, um, okay. Um, so do you want a TV show season or do you want a movie? Because you don't You're hear watching many... TV again. Yes, you don't hear many TV Every... show stuff from me. Let me just get my Ivor house here just to prepare for my review. I'm going to need to know what TV show. Uh, Game of Thrones season six. Nah. Oh. <laughs> Give me the movie. Okay. I we'll, think I'm going to get the Game of Thrones because I'll, I'll. Do you have it? I do on Blu-ray. Yes. Cool. Can I borrow it? I'm done with it, yes. 
good, because I'm ready for a new show, and I would love to watch it. I, and it will take me a week and a half to get through it with the wife, and yeah. it'll be back to you. When, uh, okay, question. When was the last time you watched Game of Thrones? Like, when, when, was the, when did you end Season 5? About the time Season 6 came out. That's when Season 5 came out on Blu-ray, and my buddy uh, Anthony loaned it to me. And okay. I, we, we burned through it in a week and a half, gave it back to him. So, so probably maybe not, not even a year. About a, about a year, around, around about. Okay. That, that we, it's same schedule with Walking Dead. We're cord cutters, so we, you know, when the new season premieres, the last season comes out on uh, physical media to pump up the hey, new season's out. Yeah, you know, at this point, I, I, I'm already the the tip is already in, so I'm gonna just oh, I'm just gonna it. drive it all the way in. We're gonna just, all we're right. Gonna... Uh, you know what? Can I can I borrow it tomorrow? Uh, not tomorrow. I can't pick it up tomorrow. Shit. Um, as soon as I get back, yes, you can borrow. The, oh, yeah. duh. Yeah. Forgot you're not even in the fucking state. It's great. Yes, can I can I break into your house and borrow? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. As soon as you get back, I'd like to borrow it. If, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Go ahead. This won't take Game long. of Thrones. Me. Okay. I, Hold on. I'll, I'll give my initial lube up. Yeah. I, as, the, as the tip is slowly going in, and apparently okay. it's already in. Okay. So mm, here's my initial thoughts. Uh, I'm not a big TV fan. I I, I like. TV shows, but within reason. I don't like season. I don't like shows that go eight, nine, ten seasons. Hold on, let me explain this for the for for the audience because I know you better than you know you on when it comes to TV shows. Yeah. Eugene does not have the patience for eleven to seven uh, freaking episodes of uh, anything. No, it does. It doesn't matter what it is. If he starts a TV show about the time that the TV show is starting, he'll be okay because he can watch a season and then take a long break and then watch a season. If your show comes out like, say, my favorite show of all time, I think is Rescue Me. It's got five or six seasons. Eugene is never, ever going to watch the show because it has five or six seasons. If he starts it, he's going to have to watch six seasons before he watches anything else. Yeah, that is exactly me. Yeah. <laughs> and then by by season three, I'm going to be pissed and done. He's going to be kind of annoyed. Yeah. No good. Yep. Even yep. like Dexter. I would love for you to watch the first season of Dexter and no more. The problem is that you'll watch the first season and then keep going. No matter how bad I tell you, don't just stop. You're done. Yeah. You'd keep going. Uh, I know you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Maybe one day I'll get you to watch that first season. At uh, any, any rate. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. So look. You don't need to apologize for this shit. There is no reason for you to have to apologize for not liking being forced to watch hours upon hours upon hours of, of TV. Yeah. Carry on. Okay. Game of Thrones. Game of, so Game of Thrones, this is one show that I think greatly benefits from from actually watching, not back to back to back to back, although they probably would help, but if you wait too long in between seasons, you are, I am, I guess, lost. And when I started this season six, I'm like, wait, what the hell? What the hell is going on again? I like who, what? There's so many different storylines going on and so much backstabbing and so much alliances changing hands. And and on top of that, everybody seems to be a scumbag in the show. Like, like the bad guys always seem to have the upper hand. Always. And like they're just murdering babies and – Oh, you're not saying anything I haven't said about this yes. show. And by the midway point, I'm like, you know what? This I'm tired of this show. As as epic as it is, uh, I'm tired of this show. And then the last couple episodes just 
all sorts of awesome happen. And I'm like, okay, well, now I'm back in. Damn it. Um, now I'm going to have to watch season seven because I – seriously – I, I'm not going to lie here. I, halfway through this, I'm like, oh, this is this is it. I'm done. I don't care how this ends. This is my last season of Game of Thrones. And then by the time I'm uh, I'm was done, I'm like, you gotta be fucking come and watch season seven on Blu-ray. I'm sure. <laughs> I and I appreciate that yes, very much yes. because that's the only way that I'll get to watch it. <laughs> but the, I will say this: the last. 2.5 or 3 episodes are some of the finest of the entire series. It's it's that good. It was really good and there's there's some comeuppances that happen and there's That's that's the way they get us back in. It, it is. I I told you with this show. I I said the exact same damn thing 3 seasons ago. There's no good people in the show. They're yeah. all they're all horrible. Or there's a reason to not root for them. And then in the last couple episodes, they show you a little bit of hope. It's like Game of Thrones is like Bane throwing Batman down into that pit. He's like, I'm going to show you hope. And that's why it's so horrible. And that's what this is. It's just enough to keep just you in for like, another 17 hours. Yes. And then Peter Dinklage, whenever he's on screen, I'm like, oh, you're so awesome. I'm going to watch. Uh, I can't wait to watch the next season. And then he leaves. And then it's back to uh, that's the, that's the problem. Ram, the, Ramsey the, killing babies or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you got oh, come on. The Let's people go. you want to spend the time with, they just tease you a little bit. Yes. They just, they just give you the tip. And then, as you said, and then it's, ah, let's kill yeah. some babies and talk about some crap yeah. you don't care about. And yeah, I am Reek. I am Reek. And you're like, ah, fuck this show. Fuck it. I'm done. I'm done. And then Peter Dinklage pops in and says something witty and awesome and great and hilarious. And you're like, oh, you're so cool. Somebody or shoots his dad. And you're like, yeah. This is metal. I love this. Yes. Oh, that literally describes that show to a T. Right there. Yep. So anyway, I'm I'm still in. I'm going to watch okay. season seven. Here's, damn it, here's but... what I took from this review. Game of Thrones season six, like Game of Thrones season one through five. Got it. I'm in. <laughs> yep. Back to you. I'm regrettably in. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, well, yeah, we're getting on in time, so I'll try not to take up a whole lot of time because you still have another round. Uh on to further controversial reviews. Ghostbusters 2016. I finally sat down and watched this film. Mm. Thank you very much. Yep. I don't know if I share your review fully, because you really, 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 really liked it, right? Yes, I do. I really okay. like this movie. I, a little bit of background. I, I don't think the original Ghostbusters film is the sacred cow that it should be heralded as. I. It's a perfectly fine movie. I totally enjoy it. It's very funny. I... I completely enjoy that movie. I would probably give it like a seven and a half out of 10, somewhere in that ballpark. Like, Hey man, thumbs up. Great. Fun time. But there are a lot of people out there that are like, you said anything negative about Ghostbusters. I'm going to kill your family. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Relax. fella. <laughs> You're making it with girls. That's a sacrilege to the sacred cow. Um, no. no, I never felt that way at all. I was like, yeah, what, whatever. Who cares? Let's see it. As long as it's funny, who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, so being the skeptic of the first film, I obviously was a skeptic of this movie um, because of Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig. I'm, I'm, I, again, not the huge comedy fan that everybody in the world is. Uh, and I would say they were the weakest parts of this movie. Oh, really? Those two. The, the other two stole the show. Completely stole the show. What are the names? Um, Kate McKinnon and Leslie. Is Leslie, Leslie her first name or last name? It's um, Leslie something. Uh, Leslie, jo Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. Yes. Everything they said was 
they, oh, they killed it. I, end of the day, I give this movie a thumbs up. Screw all the haters. This was a funny movie. I yeah. quite enjoyed it. I feel like there were a fair amount of missteps in this thing. I didn't like the a giant throwdown battle with multiple demons and a cloud of smoke for no reasons. It was just like, this is weird. Uh, all right. Uh, it would have been more effective to just have one kind of giant focused villain, but who gives a crap at the same time? What, what do I? It's <sighs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's Ghostbusters. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I felt, I felt like McKinnon and Jones were the only ones that knew what kind of movie they were in. Oh, really? Uh, like they were really playing with it and just having fun. And the, the same way that I'm talking about Kickboxer Vengeance, like, uh, Wig and, um, McCarthy, it's, it, they, it felt like they were, oh, I gotta be Kristen Wig in a movie. I gotta be McCarthy in a movie. This is my character. This is what I do. And it's like, damn it, guys, you're playing that role that's just, I'm the generic guy. I'm Paul Blart Mallclaw. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're being goofy for the sake of being goofy, where it's like the, the others felt more natural in a weird way. I don't know. Yeah. Again, I'm getting ultra nitpicky on a remake of a thing of yeah, the comedy <laughs> of the comedies that I'm not a huge comedy guy. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, I, I borderline share. I mean, I'd give it about the same review. I'd give the first Ghostbuster seven and a half. About the same. Yeah. I, I liked it. It was very funny at parts. I thought the CGI was good in it too. I the special effects were great. I had no problem with that. I, th- I bet it was fantastic in 3D. I, c- I could just tell from the way 3D. the 2D was that this had to be mind blowing yeah. in 3D. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I, I I will give um, Wig and McCarthy this at the at the no spoilers, but at the that end part where she dived in after. Yes. Almost rolled rolled a tear. Oh, really? Ah, fighting for a friend and yeah, that thing, yeah. helping somebody. Got, yeah. got, got ah. to me a bit. That was good. <laughs> good stuff. I like it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's totally unbelievable that they're like, we're nerds. Mm. Like, yeah, you're nerds. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Gotcha. And uh, and, and Thor as uh, the uh, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, that was funny, but it was like, he's such an idiot that he should be dead. Like, yeah, like, I like his character. Tone it down a bit. It, yeah. I got it. It was funny. Yeah. The best my, part. The best part when, <laughs> with his character was, I hope this guy can ride a moped or motorcycle, and he's like, oh, he can. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was hysterical. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. That was just one where we, my wife and I, saw that in the theater. We both laughed equally, and then we watched it on Blu-ray at home, and we were both like, it's just that's a good for us. That's a good couples movie. We both laugh and there's good special effects and it's light and fun and that perfect I'll definitely watch it again i totally enjoyed yeah. it good um did, have you watched the extended cut though i did that's like, yes uh, quite a bit longer yes Is it worth, worth it the, i thought i thought it was it actually fleshed out some of the storyline and the villain a little bit better and made what he was doing a little bit more coherent um and they even they actually they talk about the whole crossing of the streams in the extended version, which they did, they did yeah, not. That, that was a huge misfire, in my opinion. Yeah, that's Theatrical. in the director's cut. That's in the the extended cut. Which I'm like, okay, well that that should have been in there. That's an important thing. Oh, another thing I want. To, oh, I almost forgot about this. There was a moment in the third act where I'll, I'll be vague enough that uh, if you haven't seen it, don't worry about it. But um, the giant villain was hanging on to two buildings, his arms outstretched. Yep. 
and they said, we gotta get him go, we gotta cut his grip, let's put it that way, so that he can get pulled into the, the trap. Yeah. I thought they were gonna go two by two and hit the left arm, right arm. And then what they did, I, I guffawed out loud. I was laughing my ass off at what the direction they went. And since it was late in the film, I really, really deeply hope that was a direct reaction to all of the sexist pigs out there that were like, Ghostbusters with girls is wrong. If it was, gigantic kudos, because that yeah. was hysterical. I did not expect him to do that at all. And I laughed my freaking ass off at yep. that. That was good. That was good. Even if you had planned that from the beginning, don't tell me that. Tell me that it was a direct reaction to the response you were getting while making the film. Because that, that makes it even better. It works. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, one more round of review for you. And we are already too late once again. Oh, we're good. We're good. Yep. Um, oh, you're good, maybe. But uh, wheels oh. are falling off over here. Oh, yeah. I'm... I got a copper cup. So let's cheers. Salute nice, to yep, the last nice round. Icy cold. Okay. Um, do we want to go down Fulci Lane here real nah. quick? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Then, uh, then Ben Hur it is. Um, oh, I watched the yes, remake of Ben Hur. <laughs> oh, Lord help us. So, <laughs> so Ben Hur is a thing. Um, <laughs> no way. Yeah. So I am, I, having said that, you and I both have watched the Char the Charlton Heston version, correct? Yes, yes but I, I think I've watched it a couple of times, but I, I still find it quite forgettable. Okay. Um, I, here's the deal with this movie. Um, it's that, but truncated version of it. Uh, it's They've cut out several, several things that make that one longer. And I've... Uh, Toby Kebble is in it as... The, it's, it, this is one of those uh, Tamir Burtikumpti, yes, the Russian Tamir guy little, that made the yes. vampire movie. We can't remember the title of it. It's yes. all about him this episode, I guess. Yes, it is. Yes. The <laughs> um, there is some missteps in this, but there as actually, I went in with such, such low expectations that I'm like, this is not horrible. This is not a horrible movie. Um, it's serviceable. It's, Whatever it's uh, the Ben Hur story, but just shorter version of it with a chariot race that's CGI that looks pretty good, and a, <laughs> a big boat battle scene that is genuinely good. There's a there's a big scene with the boats, and it, that was probably to me that was the highlight of the movie. Very well done, but um, Ben Hur, folks. Okay, next up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. That's fine. You can end it like that, but I'm gonna need a score. Okay, uh, I, uh, um, I give Ben Hur and Morgan Freeman's Dreadlocks three stars. Ooh, wow, it's a yeah. passing grade. By my it gets a passing grade because it was such a. I, I was so not thinking it was going to be anything, and then I'm like, this is the acting is okay, and the special effects are. You can tell the budget was big on this movie. It was. Yeah, thing. Uh, it was a massive uh, floppy thing. It was a massive floppy thing. It, yeah. it was very flaccid, very yeah, there flaccid. Was no, there was no tips for general audiences. <laughs> yes, it was. It was a semi chub. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Penis joke. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Um, one yeah. more if you want, or we can go on to tease. No, no, no. Let's do one more. Um, oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's end things with Lucio Fulci movie. One that I have never talked about on this show. Oh, well, in that case, go ahead. Um, Manhattan Baby from 1982. What? Yeah. This is the very, very tail end of Lucio Fulci's height, I guess you could say, uh, his filmography before the budgets and everything. Before it just became embarrassing? Kind of. Just, yeah. Uh, so it, this came right after New York Ripper, and it's about it's – about, um, it, it looks like they spent all their money in the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie because they go to Egypt. This, this couple and their kid go to Egypt, and they're, they're snooping around pyramids, and the girl finds uh, – or is it the guy? I forget. Uh, someone finds some jewel that shines a blue laser beam. It possesses the girl, and uh, it's cool. Some dude gets impaled on spikes, and it's great. Um, and then they cut to New York, and they still have this 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 very cheap looking trinkety thing that brought a spirit back with it. And uh, then just really, really, really shitty Italian kid actors do things, and worse than uh, House by the Cemetery. It's the same boy, by the way. Yeah, sweet, <laughs> it's awesome. The same, it's the same kid from House. <laughs> yes, the same uh, Amish, the blonde yeah. Amish haircut boy that, that talks like yeah. So he's in this, and he talks Go about on. base. He talks about baseball at one point, and the, the his older sister berates him for that for some reason, and uh, and okay, so then things happen. <laughs> Here's what I'm hearing about this movie. Uh, first of all, with the jewel and the blue laser, they should have taken back one Kadam to honor the Hebrew god whose ark this is. And secondly, they should not have gotten the George Lucas casting director for children. Right? Yes. Okay. Bingo. Yes. Um, yes. But uh, honestly, like people disappear in in this this family's house because of this uh, this trinket thing. And they're never spoken of again. The babysitter disappears, and that's cool. And some doctor comes over, and he turns into sand, and that's cool. Let's just move on to the next scene. The kids disappear into a closet, but then they reappear the next day, and it's just random. You can tell that something went way wrong in the making of this movie. Yet, I don't know what you're talking about. That sounds like a Lucio Fulci yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time the credits rolled, I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. Manhattan <laughs> Baby, though, what a weird title! Oh, oh it's and it's it's not a good movie. I and mean, this is this is a lower tier Fulci. But by the time it was done, I'm like, eh, all right, I'm in. I'm this is, and and oh, and they also they they took the score of um, the Beyond and I think some cues from Zombie. No way! And, and they mashed them together into this. Like literally, it's the same score pretty much as that. It's which which is awesome. I love the scores of those movies, but I'm like, oh. Okay, so it's the it's the same score. Okay, all right. All right. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else great about this movie that I should. Um, bad acting, <laughs> trinkety amulet for uh, trinkety thing from me. Uh, Good gore co- and deaths. Oh, the beginning, the guy getting impaled is cool, and then oh, and then in the very end, a bird slash maybe seagull fake bird thing attacks a guy, a doctor, 
and rips his face to complete shreds. It was great. It Wait was a great. You said maybe fake? Do you think they trained a bird to do this? Maybe. <laughs> All right. I'm in. Uh, but no, there, so there's two gory scenes, the very beginning and then the very end. And everything in the middle is pretty shitty, but it's pretty good shit. <laughs> Manhattan baby, folks. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> Um, oh, well, there we have our intro for the week. Okay, let's move on to teasing next episode because, my my God, we're done. We're, we're late and it's your, it's your fault. I'm not taking blame for this one. Okay. And honestly, you probably don't even give a shit because you're in Florida. So it's just it's just me that has to get up for work tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I'm tease. still up at 5.30 in the morning with the kid. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. This evening, yes. I'm glad. This, <laughs> this is your fault. I have a legit tease for next episode because... It, I've become more selective in my physical media purchasing. I only kind of buy a lot of stuff from like uh, Black Friday through the end of the year. And mm-hmm. that's because the prices fall out uh, of everything. I've been getting Blu-rays for two for five, like yeah. crazy. Uh, and it's just hard to find that kind of deal uh, during the rest of the year for whatever reason. Uh, so most of these I have not seen. There's only one or two that I have. Everybody wants some. That's Richard Linklater's latest. Mm-hmm. Fan four stick. We revisit that pile. Uh, Jonah Hex. Ditto. Uh, Krampus. Not seen. The Martian. Can't wait to watch again. Selfless. That's the... I haven't seen that one yet. That's uh, Ryan Reynolds. And yeah. that director is why I bought that movie. Uh, Wild with Reese Witherspoon. The only reason I got oh, that yes. one. Yeah. The only reason I got that one is because it was a two for five and I had one that was two and... I had one that had the sticker and I needed another one. So screw it. Why not? Cause I can probably yeah. trade it in for that. At least Uh world's end. I have still never, I've never watched that. Oh movie. man. It's a good movie. You're going to like that one. Well, I wanted to see it, but it's always expensive. Well, now I got it for two fifty. And lastly, I bought in my opinion, what I gave the gold star, uh, best movie of the year to for the last two years, the Witch and uh, Linklater's Boyhood. I got both of those on Blu-ray. Two for five. Excellent. I can't pass that up. It's great. Yeah. And 400 Days is a movie I got on DVD this week. A sci-fi original kind of thing, but it had a lot of uh, major, well, major ha- name actors in it. So I'm giving it a shot at sci-fi. Watched it today, and I should have had the review up today, but boy, with that ending, I need a day to ponder, because I'm not quite sure where I fall on it yet. We'll give it a night of sleep and we'll see. Yeah, know, it's, it's digesting right now. It's either going to be yeah. solid or really diarrhea, right? Or no? Uh, no, no, it's not going to be really diarrhea. Yeah, okay. It's either going to be Boba Fett or a thing that exists. Okay, I was going to say Bosk or IG-88. <laughs> I, I, no, no you're good. You're good. Start nonsense. Star Wars, we'll end on Star Wars. Yeah, actually, speaking of which, I that's why I held off on my Rogue One review because I figured that you're going to see that before our next episode, and I was hoping that we could maybe talk about that one just a little bit next episode. That was the plan. I was hoping to see it this week, and I just didn't. It just didn't quite happen. I was actually a little too busy uh, shopping for Christmas gifts. So, okay. uh, it's gonna, <laughs> it's a S a freaking P it's going to okay. be happening. Okay. That's why, uh, that's why I didn't you. review. Okay. That's why I didn't review that one is cause I was like, I'm yeah. going to wait until you've we'll seen there. that one. We'll get okay. there. We'll, and when we do, it'll be a full spoiler. Good. Okay. Um, I am uh, going through the decline of Western civilization documentary series. 
So I want to hold off on that one until I've watched one of them, but I want to hold off until I've seen them all so I can comment on those movies. Uh, I can't wait to talk about those movies to you as a musician. I, that's going to be a good, a good, I I know virtually nothing about them except for the fact that they exist. I don't even, I don't even know what they are, but I know that I can watch them for free on shout factory TV or something. I don't know. I have access to them anyway. Yeah. Um, also, I had the opportunity to watch Inferno, uh, at the Dollar Theater. That's the Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. So that, that's one that I will be reviewing, uh, next episode. I just, there was other ones that I... Code 3. Yes. I want to, to talk about other movies tonight instead of that one. So that's coming soon. Um, and what else? There's a, oh, there is a... You might cut this out. What's his name? Um, uh, damn it. Black Past. I got it on D- I, Black, another Black, DVD movie what? that I bought. What? Another DVD movie that I bought that just came out. It was shot on VHS from, damn it, what's his name? Uh, we've joked about it before. Black Past. The guy from Germany. Come on. Um, Uwe Boll? Olaf Edenbach. Oh, sorry. The lesser yes. Uwe Boll. Yes, the, 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 the other Boll. Um, the other <laughs> <laughs> the shittier so, bowl. Yes. The, so Olaf Eatonbox Black Past. I'm looking forward to watching that one. And um, <laughs> it's a home video. <laughs> yes. It's yes. His home video. And what else? Um, oh, um, Massacre Mafia Style. Another Grindhouse releasing film that Sage Stallone discovered, I guess. And it's supposedly insanity. It's it's a seventies mob movie. Italian, I can't wait. That's all me. Heck yeah, bring it on. Especially if it's Grindhouse releasing, I'm in. And then, yeah, and then Christmassy things, but meh, we've talked about that before. It's boring <laughs> shit. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, you can get a hold of us. Uh, you know where you can get a hold of us. We're out there on the interwebs. Not too hard to find us. Moviefreakspod at yahoo.com for the email and everything else you can Google. You can find us. Uh, I'm Eric Barner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. We will see you next... Oh, if we get another episode in, we'll see you next episode. But we, we may not. We're getting the holiday season, so forgive us if we skip a week. But until then, happy Ranahana Kwanzaas. We'll I see you. Five or house mess. Yep, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening.